I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy from the Kindergarten Kiosk Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence, as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Now let's get started. Hello, burned-in teachers, and welcome to episode 115 of the Burned-in Teacher podcast. My name is Amber Harper, if we've never never met before, and the Burn-in Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Uh, if you don't know this, if you're listening to this as a an audio podcast on Monday, um, I believe it's August 30th, then you should know that this is being recorded live on August 25th inside of my Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community. And I have some friends joining me live. I have Chelsea, Heather, Rachel. I saw Lauren uh, join and is watching. And I'm just so grateful for so many teachers that are deciding to really show up not just here in the podcast community to watch this live or you who's showing up to listen, um, but just to be able to engage with other teachers, people who are in the classroom or they're coaching other teachers or they're working in the media center or they are counselors or even some administrators who are really curious about what this whole burned in methodology and process is all about. And I am so grateful to be in the classroom this year. And that is what I'm gonna talk about a little bit today, to be back in the classroom after three years of working on Burned In Teacher full-time, I decided back in May that I was going to take the leap and go back. And I'm gonna tell you why I'm so grateful. I'm gonna explain all of that later. You may have heard me talk about my reasons for going back on episode 114 when I interviewed Angela Watson. Um, You may have heard me talk about it on Instagram stories. And if you've not connected with me, I really encourage you to find me on Instagram at Burned In Teacher, really everywhere Burned In Teacher, but Instagram and Facebook are where I spend most of my time. And um, and we're going to dive right in and talk about 
my top reasons for being grateful. And I'm, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I do have notes here because one goal that I have is to make sure that I am staying on topic and I want to make sure that I'm addressing all of these different points because they're all important in helping you to process your burnout and to decide what your next best step is, because that's what I ultimately had to do to make this decision to go back into the classroom. All right. Hi, Ben. I'm so glad you're here. Yes. Episode 115. It is an adventure <laughs> and it is surely an adventure since I'm back in the classroom. So I am going to go ahead and I want to talk about a couple of things. So this episode, um, this episode was inspired from a couple of posts that I, um, that a couple of questions that I asked inside of my Facebook community. And let me back up really quickly. I didn't just create Burn In Teacher. I want to make sure that y'all are aware of that because I know I have a lot of new people who are listening to the podcast, a lot of new people in the podcast Facebook community, a lot of new followers on Instagram, and I've been speaking at a lot of schools and I do continue. I'm speaking at a school on uh, Monday after school. And I want to make sure you know that I am not brand new to the classroom. I taught full-time for 12 years. I taught first, second, and third grade not in that order in fifth grade. And I decided after 12 years to take a step out of the classroom because I had started burned in teacher full-time. Um, I'm sorry. I started uh, burned in teacher when I was teaching full-time and I was being asked to lead some Google trainings. Part of burned in teacher was ed tech um, and Google instruction. And, um, and I was being asked to lead some instruction and workshops um, at a lot of schools at that time. This was back in 2018 before COVID clearly. And I was having to say no. So I decided I'm going to say yes, I'm going to try this. And I left my district and left on great terms and uh, took three years to, to work on Burned in Teacher full time. I'm so grateful for that experience. I've shared that before. Um, and now after three years, I have realized I'm going to go through this, through these things whenever I share my top reasons for being so grateful to be back in the classroom, in kindergarten, a grade I've never taught before um, and how much it's changed my life and how much this perspective is, is offering to me. So I am now back in the classroom with a smile on my face. And for, for a lot of you, for a lot of my fellow teachers, I am not seeing that sort of reaction um, to being back in the classroom. So we're really going to address this hard stuff today. Hi, Dasha. It's so good to see you. Um, I'm so glad you're checking it out. So today's episode was based on two questions that I've asked inside of my podcast community. This community, if you're watching live tonight, you've probably seen these questions. And these questions sparked a lot of curiosity and a lot of really realization in making sure that the teachers that are in this podcast community, the teachers that are listening to this podcast, to make sure that you know where I stand and to make sure that this is the best place for you. When I created Burned In Teacher back in 2016, April of 2016, I did not create it to get teachers out of the classroom. I didn't create Burned In Teacher to keep teachers in the classroom, or at least even in the very classroom that they are in. For example, if you're teaching second grade, I didn't create Burned In Teacher to help you to love teaching second grade again, unless that's your goal, okay? I created Burned In Teacher to help you to take your next best step in education and in life. Because when I was feeling burned out, 
I didn't feel like I had any options to feel the feelings, to talk about the things. And at least at that point, I didn't even know how to talk about how I was feeling. And I didn't want that for any other human being ever. And so that's where we are today. So as I'm sharing these uh, comments of these posts um, and of comments of another post I'm going to share with you in a moment, as I'm sharing my gratitude, I want you to know that this is where you are. This may be where you are. And I'm going to share where I am on my journey. And that may not be specifically where you are. And I want you to know that that's okay. I have spoken to crowds of over a thousand people, um, most of them virtual, okay? <laughs> because, you know, COVID. And I can tell that there are people sitting in the audiences. You know, schools have hired me. People, you know, in the audience, teachers don't know who I am. They don't know what I stand for. And I know that there are people that are sitting there like this, maybe rolling their eyes. Maybe saying, she has no idea what I'm dealing with. And you're right. I have no idea what teachers in the audiences that I've spoken to, I have no idea what they're going through. And what that means is that I need to make sure that you understand that I'm not trying to pretend to know what you're going through. All I can do is share with you my story and I can have teachers come on the podcast and people come into this Facebook community and share their story if they're ready. So if you've taken the teacher burnout quiz, you've gotten some little nudges from me to listen to certain podcast episodes. You've gotten your burnout type. And I've also, one of the podcast episodes that I have you listen to is the stages of burnout. If you're at a stage zero or one, as I'm sharing these things tonight, and as I'm going through what reasons that I'm grateful, if you find yourself rolling your eyes or you're thinking, I'm shutting this off, I want you to know that's okay. I don't take it personally. What I have found, what I believe to my core is that that's where you are. And it is not my job to change your mind. The only person who can change your mind is yourself. And those of you, I have some people here um, who are watching this live who are, are Burned Teacher Tribers. They've gone through Burned Teacher University. They've taken part in the mastermind. And they know that one of the core beliefs, all right, one of the foundational beliefs is that beliefs are choices and choices can be changed. And that is a huge mindset shift to ask from some teachers who are so burned out that they don't see the pathway. They can't see through their burnout. You have a lack of clarity. We, and I've done a podcast episode on clarity. I'm not going to go there tonight. However, I want to make sure that you know that if you decide this isn't the place for you right now, you can always come back because burning teacher ain't going nowhere. <laughs> okay. All right. And I want to encourage you to offer your comments, offer your thoughts here in the Facebook group. If you'd like to contribute. All right. I want to hear from you. All right. I'm not afraid of hard conversations. I don't shy away from that stuff. And those of you who know me, you know, it's true. All right, I'm going to go coach on you tonight. I'm going to share my personal beliefs. I'm going to share my personal experiences. That does not mean that I believe that they are your experiences, but you get to choose. You get to choose what you believe. You get to choose your next best step. All right. So two questions I asked the other night, uh, last week. Okay. The first question was, as we're all gearing up and showing up back into the classroom, tell me what you're dreading the most in 10 words or less. Okay. Um, so here are some things that people have said. And if you're watching this live, 
please share if you have something to share or add to this, or if you are thinking um, you, you agree with one of the things, okay, here, here they are. Resetting my entire room to bring back COVID norms, pointless PD, meetings times 10, masks, goggles, a shield, quarantined kids, dismissal, depressing PD, wearing a mask, lesson planning and organizing new math curriculum, uh, plans starting while it is so hot and it is so hot in Northeast Indiana right now, you guys, it was over 90 degrees. It's been that way for a couple of days and there's not release and relief in sight until maybe next Monday or Tuesday. If y'all live here in Northeast Indiana, Shannon, I see you're here. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's hot. All right. It's sunny. It's like perfect lake weather up here in Indiana. We go to lakes. Okay. It's perfect lake weather. We're inside teaching. All right. Um, contradictory directives from downtown that are non, uh, nonsensical in the classroom getting shut down because of COVID, not being able to enforce students wearing a mask, my lack of organizational skills, getting COVID. I work in a resident, residential school that has managed the pandemic with a plan that has put in place five years ago. I'm looking forward to my break and I'm returning with little fear. Um, so that's not really something that they're dreading, but that could maybe be something that they're grateful for. Um, returning to cohorts, useless PD, unrealistic expectations, unsupportive micromanaging admin. Now, Besides COVID, a lot of these things that people are dreading are things that I have heard for years. So my brain automatically goes to asking questions associated with the first step of the burn-in process, which is how long have you been feeling this way? When did this start happening? What triggered these emotions? I'm not going to go there tonight, even though I totally want to. I'm going to stick to my bullet points. <laughs> All right. But that is definitely where my brain goes because I know this process inside and out. Okay. So long story short. Oh, I had one more. Um, I'm dreading the new educate, new educator evaluation system, busy work. So all in all, there were 21 comments associated with that question about what you are dreading showing up in the classroom or gearing up for school. Then a few days later, I asked the question, what are your top three reasons you're grateful to be teaching? I got seven answers. I got a great administration, a great team of teachers, and of course, summer's off. Um, another teacher said, I am a positive influence for my students. I get to share works of literary art with my students, and I get paid for a job that I absolutely love. Uh, another teacher said, an opportunity to learn about new things. All right, I love this. An opportunity to learn about new things all the time, the light bulb moment when a student understands something is priceless, the ability of my students and my teaching to cheer me up even when I'm having a lousy day. I can't believe I'm heading into my 30th year as a teacher. Someone else said uh, uh, something they're grateful for is high schoolers, listening to them, seeing that aha moment. Those aha moments and light bulb moments come up a lot, you know, and as teachers, I know that you probably heard these too. Lauren just made a comment. She said, I'm grateful to make kids better people. Lauren, I'm so glad you're here tonight. Um, a chance not to think about my ex getting a job in a new place, a versatile, uh, versatile career. So you can see that some people are bringing in their personal experiences, which often is associated sometimes with burnout. 
you know, those things that those challenges are overlapping and making a lot of things really hard. Um, baby laughs, knowing I'm making a positive impact on the future because it's what I love. Um, somebody also said kids were something God always used to help me um, and learning from them and expressing my creative creativity through teaching. So we had seven answers for what are you grateful for and 21 answers for what are you dreading? And I mean, here's what I'm, here's what I want to say. And I kind of did a little bit of a story on this last week in Instagram. Okay. This says a lot about our mindset and where we go, but this does not say anything about the mindset of people who are investing their time and energy in answering these questions. This is where we naturally go as humans. We are naturally wired to notice the negative before we notice the positive. It was a, a survival mechanism. It still is a survival mechanism, right? That is built into our brains that was meant to keep us alive, you know, thousands of years ago when we were having to hide from whatever wild animal was chasing us as we were foraging for food, okay? That part of our brain has not gone away, but the need for that high of a survival mechanism has has gone away. Okay. So this is a natural human reaction. All right. Think about this. When you got a report card in high school or in middle school, where did your eyes always go? When you're looking at your students work, what are you always looking for? We're looking for mistakes. We're looking for the bad grade. We're looking for the lowest grade. When you get evaluated, what do you always look for? Okay. Now guys, I know you've heard this before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse over, you know, the reticular activating system. And of course our survival mechanism, that is the negative perspective. Okay. What I am going to do is I'm going to help you to make a serious mindset shift tonight, or at least let you marinate on it after this evening to decide if that is where you're going to stay. Okay. Because I have asked another question not in the podcast Facebook community, okay? I asked a question. Actually, I'm gonna go back to that in a second. When I asked the question about what we are dreading the most, I had one reply. I'm not gonna read the entire thing. It's a little long, okay? I asked, of course, what you're dreading about going back. And I asked you to share in 10 words or less. I did have a teacher who replied, she said, I won't say what I'm dreading. Instead, I'm going to say what I'm grateful for. She said, I am grateful for a team that supports and loves special education. I'm grateful for an administration that is trying to meet me. I'm thankful for parents who ask for back to school plans. She is grateful. And I'm so grateful that she shared this first. But the next part is what I want to focus on for a moment before I share my gratitude and the mindset shift that can really change everything for you going forward if you choose. Okay. She said, I'm really sorry. I can't do the negative anymore. I choose to focus on the good, even in the bad and uncomfortable because it's just too hard to live in the latter. I'll have a joy jar uh, starting this year. And I look forward to the statements from my staff at the end of the year to look back on. And I commented back and I said, I'm so grateful that you're here. There is no need to apologize. I totally get it. Living in the negative is not a good place. It's not a healthy place. And unfortunately, there are a lot of humans, not just teachers, that choose to live in that negative space. They park their car of life in the negativity. We're seeing it everywhere. It's what causes road rage. It's what causes recreational outrage. 
so much anger, sadness, and frustration, right? It, it's everywhere. We have chosen in a lot of societies to park ourselves in that negative. And what I want to encourage you to do is to think about and to try to gain some self-awareness tonight of where have you parked yourself, okay? It's okay if you're feeling negative sometimes. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to have a bad day. I've said this a million times. A burned-in teacher is not somebody who is living a sunshine and rainbows, bluebirds sitting on your shoulder kind of life all the time. That is not realistic. That's certainly not what a burn-in teacher is. A burn-in teacher is not somebody who is toxic positivity spewing out of our eyeballs. That is not what we do. What we do is we acknowledge the suck. We talk about the things that we dread. We get them out of our brains and in front of our eyeballs and we write them all down. So that's one thing that I would love for you to do today. I want you to write down the things that you dread on one piece of paper. Or you can make a good old T-chart, my teachers, okay? Things you dread. And then on the other side, I want you to write down the things that you are grateful for. I want you to see the differences in the lists, all right? Because that's going to tell you where your mind is going and where you're choosing to, to, to focus on, okay? Where your focus goes, your life goes, all right? So this is where we're going to do a mindset shift tonight, all right? And fortunately, I have got a really amazing group of teachers that I have worked with. And I posted another question in the Burn-In Teacher Tribe Facebook community. And I asked them a different question, all right? I asked them, let me go to this question now. I said, can you tribers help me out, please? What do you feel are the top three mindset shift that Burned-In Teacher has helped you make? All right, I'm not gonna read all of them, but I am going to share some, all right? Here are some of, here are some of their comments, all right? Um, one is that I can't control, that I can't control what others do, so don't fret over things I can't control. A second thing was attitude is everything. Stay positive and look on the bright side. Three was self-care routine is important. Kindly say no when too much is asked of us. Another teacher said, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay not to be a perfect teacher. And it's okay not to be at school all the time. Another teacher said, self-awareness, being honest with myself, taking control of my habits and time. Another teacher said, recognizing the symptoms of burnout, how to cope with burnout by taking control of planning and habits. And there's a community of people behind me. Um, another teacher said, I can have those difficult conversations if I respect the other person and recognize we are all coming from our own best at the time, at that time and place. I can set boundaries for how I treat myself and how others treat me. I'm grateful because I'm always trying to do my best, but recognizing when to let go because someone else may not want my best or need my best. Those are some heavy mindset shifts and they make all the difference. Oh, I have a couple more. Someone else said becoming more self-aware. See, this is where the mindset shift happens. And this is what I want for all of you. I want you to build some self-awareness. And as you're listening to these things that people are dreading and these things that people are grateful for, I want you to take this as a sign and as a pivotal moment. I want you to draw a line in the sand and say, where do I stand? 
What are my beliefs? What am I choosing to focus on? Because where your focus goes, your life goes. And this is huge. This was huge for me. When I stepped back into the classroom, quite literally (laughs) to teach my kindergartners on August 5th, I am a completely different person than I was when I started teaching in 2007, who was also a very different teacher who started having her very first classroom um, in the fall of 2007 and who left the classroom in 2014 and then who re-entered the classroom in 2015. I am a totally different person in each of those scenarios, totally different person. And it wasn't because of anybody else. It was because I decided. And I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm, that I'm very, very clear again, that my story is not your story. I'm not pretending that I don't know what, what hardship, what challenge you're dealing with in your life. All right. I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. But when I'm sharing my story and I'm sharing these comments, this is proof that you get to decide. You get to decide. Um, So in episode 103, I shared the top 10 mistakes that kept me in burnout. And I really want to make sure that I address those. I'm not going to go through them here. Um, You can find those. You can find that episode anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can go to burnedinteacher.com slash podcast and search for episode 103. But those are the things that kept me in burnout because that's where my focus was, was all of these things that were against me, all of these things that were so incredibly challenging and hard. And this year, I don't go there. I don't, I don't play that game anymore. All right. I have five, six and some seven, a seven-year-old in my class this year. And In my email that I sent to my list, it's like herding cats some days, especially around dismissal. I have the self-awareness now to know that dismissal is my least favorite part of the day. It is what I dread the most. When I used, when I was teaching several years ago, what I dreaded the most was the beginning of the day. And I I built that self-awareness by drawing a line in the sand and making that decision. And if you decide to remain in this podcast Facebook group, if you decide to continue listening to Burn and Teacher podcast episodes, know that you have to make a choice because listening and watching and lurking is good to a certain point, but you have to put some of these things in action. You have to draw a line in the sand too. You have to decide that you're going to pay attention. And, um, so when I, when I share those, what I, uh, when I share those comments from the burn and teacher tribe, Facebook community, and, you know, people that have been through the, the mastermind, et cetera, know that they've done the work. They didn't just wake up to one day and decide I'm going to be happy and I'm going to ignore all the hard stuff. And I'm just going to go put my happy pants on and put on my, I've heard before called the teacher game face. And I'm just going to smile. Guys, that is just as dangerous as living in the negative. If we consistently say, I'm challenged, I, I, I'm going through stuff right now. I'm struggling, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That is so damaging. You are not paying attention to that call for action. You are not using your burnout as an opportunity to grow. And that's what burn-in teacher is all about. We are not here just to talk about the good stuff. 
we are also here to talk about the bad stuff because from the bad stuff can come a lot of good. When you decide and you make this mindset shift, mindset shift, thank you very much for being patient with my language tonight and my pronunciation, that when you shift your mind from why is this happening to me? Why am I always having to deal with this? Shifting from that to this is happening. And I wrote this down in big, bold words and I underline it. So here's the difference between 2014 teacher me and 2021 teacher me. It is this mindset shift. These things are not happening to Amber. These things are just happening. So if you're watching live, if you're watching live, I want you to repeat after me, say it with me. These things are not happening to me. These things are just happening. And Lord knows in the world full of chaos and hurt and trauma and tragedy that we are experiencing and watching and hearing about, that we have to decide to focus on what we can control and what it is that we want to choose to do with this one life that we have. So with that being said, because of this, I can look at all of those enormous challenges and the challenges that I deal with on the daily and the challenges that I feel and the things, the negative things that I start to say to myself, I can look at those things and decide what I'm going to take from those experiences. I can decide. Two examples. Number one, the other day I was sitting in um, a morning meeting that we were having as a staff. And I'm sure like many of you, it was a safety meeting. They are important. And of course, we started talking about, we started talking about, you know, barricading, you know, if there was an intruder in the school and we were watching some examples, some really great examples of classes that had been trained and they've talked about, you know, how important it is to uh, defend yourself against, you know, a school shooter or whatnot. And my brain goes to, it is so sad that we have to watch these things. It is so sad. It is so infuriating that someone would want to hurt kids or hurt another human in this way. And automatically my brain starts spinning and reminding myself of all of these tragedies that we have seen happen in schools. And I had to stop myself. I'm not living in that space. It's not me ignoring how sad those things are. It's the fact that I have no control over them. And this safety training is a good thing. It's here to help me to be prepared. I have never done that before. I've never done that before in a school setting. I've never done it before. And that's what I want for you is to pay attention, be self-aware of what you're thinking. These things are not happening to me. They are happening. And what am I going to do about it? What do I have control over? Now we have some comments here and I apologize. I kind of got on the soapbox. I'm a Vernon teacher soapbox. Um, so I've had some people make some comments. All right. Um, uh, so somebody said uh, burnout in personal relationships, which then, you know, your brain is in that, that hurt place and it goes into work with you. Um, what you can control versus not control. I connected with, I don't do that anymore. Good for you. And that's what I say to myself all the time. I don't do that anymore. I don't go to that place anymore. Now, do I get upset? Sure. Do I get mad? 
Sure. Do I feel angry or frustrated or overwhelmed sometimes? Of course I do. I'm a human being. I heard uh, a few weeks ago during one of my meditations, I, I do the daily shine meditation app. It's free. I do it every morning after my workout while I'm showering. Yes. I know I'm not sitting like I'm not sitting quietly with my eyes closed. Okay. It's a work in progress. They said, stress is proof that you are living a full and important life. And what a gift, what a gift that is. What a gift to be able to experience these things that we get to experience as teachers and choose if we're going to learn from them or if we're going to dwell on them, we get to choose. So because of these things, I get to look back and I get to think about if I am going to live in a place of processing, paying attention, self-awareness, gratitude, and using the lessons that I've learned previously in my life as an opportunity to grow and to do better, not just for my kids, but to do better for me. It's interesting because a lot of the comments about what people were grateful for were focused on the kids. And that's awesome. But I want you to focus on what teaching, what being in the classroom does for you. It is not selfish for you to look at all of these perks of being a teacher and thinking about what they are doing for you. And I've written down several. I know I'm going to add more. I thought about more all day, but I've been with kids as I'm thinking about them and I haven't written them down like I should have. So I'm probably going to leave some out. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, oh, I have to go back to some of these. Um, somebody commented, I completely shifted my dislike of dismissal by taking the end of the day to talk with the class about all the great things that happened today. And the children became so addicted to hearing the great stuff that they stayed close until they were picked up. I need that. I need that. And that's what we're here for. We're here to say, I'm struggling with this. I'm dreading this. What do I do? What's my next step? Because if we jump just to this sucks, I quit or this has been sucking for 10 years, I quit, but we've not taken time to have conversations, maybe have the hard conversation with the person that could be potentially making this thing hard or asking for help or taking your own time, you know, in your car driving to listen to a podcast. Or I sometimes have even listened to a YouTube video while I'm driving because it had a topic of interest that's helping me solve a problem. All right. Um, Stephanie, thank you. You said these things are not happening to me. They are just happening. Focus on our circle of influence. Um, these are things that some people are not ready to hear. They're not. Just like if you've been in a school who is scrambling to help teachers to practice self-care, that they are bringing in a yoga instructor or teaching teachers how to meditate. Those are great ways to practice mindfulness, but some teachers aren't there yet. And not just teachers, people, some people just aren't there yet. And that's okay. And I think that this is where we can sometimes have frustration with administrators because they're just trying to do something. And when they're just trying to do something and they don't really know what to do, sometimes they end up making it worse in some situations. And this is where you can show some grace, right? They're, they're trying. Okay. Going back to that place, they're trying. I am grateful that they're trying. Okay. This isn't for me, but I'm trying. Hi, Kim. I'm so glad you're here. All right. So without further ado, I want to shift to the place of gratitude. These things that I'm grateful for, for being back in the classroom after three years, 
that I never really thought about. I never really thought about them. If I thought about them, it was short-lived and then I went right back to that place of negativity. So here they are, okay? It is not an exhaustive list. I'm probably going to go a little bit deeper into some of these, but I wanted to share these with you today. And I want you to share yours, okay? I've been thinking a lot about how grateful I am to be in the classroom and how being a teacher is good for me, not just good for the kids, all right? I'm thinking about how it's benefiting me because that gratitude is radiating and helping me to be grateful for these experiences with the kids in these different challenging situations and the ins and outs of daily teacher life, okay? Here we go. Number one, I get to interact with other people every day in 3D, for now at least, right? And I get to leave my house. I get to leave my house every day. In 2016, when I created Burned In Teacher and I started to get more and more into blogging, because I didn't start the podcast until 2018, after I, um, in September of 2018, I remember dreaming of just being able to spend hours on end by myself in a quiet place without feeling guilty for, you know, stepping away from my husband or my kids. And I remember thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be awesome to do this full time by myself, having a home office? How cool would that be? And it was cool for a little bit, but you guys, I'm an extrovert. I love people. I love teachers. I love kids. I missed it so much. And to be able to leave my house every day, to dress up, <laughs> to put on makeup. And yes, my hair is still ending up in a braid most days because my hair is crazy. <laughs> I get to leave my house. I get to be with people. I get hugs from kids all day. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am. Today, a kid was acting a fool. I can't even remember what he was doing. And he was being a five-year-old. And I remember I just smiled at him and got him back in order. But I thought, this is so cool that I get to do this. Number two, I get to teach littles every day. My kids are older and spending time with these kids is so precious. There's so many times when I look at my students, their little five, six-year-old faces, and I think, my God, Avery and Hannah are so far away from this age. I'll never get that time back with them. And I engage with them in so many different ways. And if you don't know, I have a 20-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. And we look at home videos and I just, I cry sometimes because it's just like another life. And they've taught me so much about being a parent of a child who is five that I now get to be these kids' school mom. And it brings me so much joy. And I get to be firm with them. I get to teach them lessons. I get to have fun with them and push them on the swings. But then I also get to have those hard conversations. You know, the one where you take a knee and you get right, well, I mean, maybe not right up in their face, but you get close to them and you say, we don't treat people like that in here. What a gift. The third thing is I'm able to get up early and start my day. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I love to get up early most days. Yesterday was a bit of a struggle. I love to get up early. I love to get a good workout in and I love to get my day started. I love the work and I, I want to get started as soon as I can and getting up at 4:20 every morning to get my workout in, have a good breakfast, get a shower, get ready for my day. That is such a gift to me. I get to get up early every day and live a full day. I am exhausted by the end of it. Trust me. Ask Jeff. <laughs> All right. 
Oh my gosh, Lauren, thank you. Close those rings. So she knows that I have an Apple um, and I watch and my, I, I close those rings every day, sometimes double. And I'm so grateful to be able to get up and move my body and walk around school and be with kids. It is, it is such a gift. All right. Number four, I have an opportunity to grow every single day, not just as a teacher, but as a human being. Because I'm seeing these harsh realities happen around our world, around our country, in our very own state, hardships that my students are dealing with and other teachers are, are dealing with. And I get to grow, not just grow in my teaching ability and my craft, but to grow in empathy and to grow as a human being. And that is something that when I'm sitting at home in isolation, trying to do this work, it is a lot harder to do. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to grow every day as a human, to be in it, to be in the trenches, dare I say, to be able to grow with you guys. Number five, I get to be the change that I want to see. Um, I get to choose what to focus on. And I am aware of what I do and don't have control over. So one thing that I was so excited about when I made the decision, the final decision to apply for this teaching job is that I thought, what a gift to have all of these things that I've been doing for the last three years. And I gave 420% of every day to doing what I could to learn and to share and to grow as a teacher burnout coach full-time. I wrote my book during that time. I started the mastermind. I gave everything. And to now be able to bring those experiences and all of that knowledge, and I don't know everything, I'm still learning every day, but to bring those experiences into a school with other teachers who I see struggling, and I'm going to tell you something, and my, my fellow teacher friends who maybe teach with me, if you're listening to this, I am not shouting burn in teacher from the rooftops. I'm not going to do that. I, I will be there for people who need me. My teaching partner, she knows I'm there for her. But I'm not going to give advice that's not asked for. I won't do it. Because it's not my job to change people's minds, okay? If you know anything, the last thing you want is someone to be in your face telling you what you need when you yourself at that moment didn't ask them to share. So I'm not doing that, but I'm there. And I, I, and I hope that people know that if they need somebody, that I'm a person they can turn to. And I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and I think people know what it is that I stand for. So I just, I, I, I'm so grateful to be able to be that change. Um, and even for my students, guys, students are burning out too. They are, they're exhausted. And, um, I get to bring some of these things that I know to them as well. Okay. Number six, I'm grateful for my teaching partner who I genuinely enjoy being around. There is nothing more that I love about having a partner in crime somewhere in my life than being able to see them and engage with them and collaborate with them and be goofy. I, I think maybe that's something I haven't shown a lot of that side of me here on the podcast, but I love to have a good time. I love to laugh. Um, and I get to do that with my teaching partner. She is so fun and I'm so grateful for her. And, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not. Um, but the other day we have a room between us, a little, I call it purgatory because it's right between our rooms. Like we can open the doors and we can go to each other's rooms, which I think is so cool. She peeked through the window 
And she tapped on it and I looked at her and she just made a funny face. And it was just enough to make me giggle. And I thought, gosh, what a gift to work with somebody who was so fun. I'm so grateful for that. Oliver, I love him. He's my bulldog, my seven-year-old bulldog. He's sweet. He is funny in his own way, but all he did was snore beside me all day. All right. He's a sweetie, but I so enjoy working with a fun partner. I'm so grateful for that. I am grateful for my administration. This is number seven and a supportive principal, a dean and a counselor. They have been there for me in some really challenging situations this year already. And they ask great questions. And I myself have emailed them or text them and said, I am, I am really needing help with this. And you guys, they were there, no judgment. And I, they were fully aware. I said, if I'm struggling with something, I'm going to ask for help. And they have been so incredible. So, so incredible. So I am grateful for them. I am grateful for my 25 minute commute. I am so grateful to have that time, that 25 minutes to school and back to school to either listen to a podcast. Right now I'm listening to High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. I totally recommend that from the bottom of my heart to anybody listening, because if you're still listening, if you're still tuning in, you are a high performer and you want to do the best that you can in your life, not just as a teacher. And this is such an amazing book. So I'm listening to that, but I'm also listening to boxes that I'm getting from people. I'm listening. I'm not watching. I promise listening to Marco Polo's. Um, I have a lot of wonderful people, in my PLN, and that's actually the next thing that I am grateful for. I'm so grateful for my personal and professional learning network that I have gained over the last three years. I, I, I really truly believe that those three years were meant for me to meet fabulous people, fabulous teachers from around the world and from around our country that want to connect and want to impact lives. Some teachers that I've met, they really want to impact the lives of their students. Others want to do sort of what I'm doing. They want to impact students, but they also want to impact other adults, other teachers as well. It is a beautiful community, and I'm so grateful to be part of that. I am grateful for Seesaw. I get to use Seesaw every day. I've I've said it many times. I used it when I taught first grade in the same district that I'm teaching in now. I used it three years ago. I get to use it now. I used to be an ambassador. I'm deciding to let that go. I'm learning a lot about Seesaw again because they've grown so much. You guys, Seesaw is an incredible tool. I'm not, not, I promise I don't get paid by them. But it's a great way to communicate with with students. It's a great way for them to share their work with their families. And that is how I communicate with my families the most is through, um, I just call them, I kind of compare Seesaw to Facebook for kindergartners. Um, And I'm telling you, if you're teaching high school, middle school, I would probably use it in high school and middle school too. Yeah, I really would. It's it's a learning journal. It's amazing. I'm so grateful to be able to use that. Um, I am grateful that I am on the same calendar as my husband. He is a principal in the same district and we get to get, we get to have our breaks together. And that is such a high value of mine. And when I started to explore going back into the classroom, I thought the best gift that I could get from going back into the classroom for me with my values of loving to spend time with my family and my husband. And especially since our girls are older, we had them very young to be able to spend time with him and, um, and Avery is still home. So get to spend time with her would be to be back in the same district as he is. So we can have breaks together. What a gift that is. And, um, I don't take it for granted one second. So that is definitely not all the things that I'm grateful for, but in order for me to get here and to see these 
small rays of gratitude come through in my day-to-day, it took a lot of mindset shifting, a lot. It took a lot of mistakes. And you guys, I'm not perfect. I still go to that place sometimes. And today was only day 15 of school. Lord knows I might, I'm, I'm definitely, I know I'm going to have challenges, especially when it comes to November and December, because that is a time where school aside, I struggle. I struggle. November, December, it's dark, it's cold, it's gloomy. I struggle. But I am so grateful that I have you all here to be honest with about how it is that I'm moving through these emotions and moving through these challenges and moving through these hardships. And I'm not going to shy away from the hard stuff. I'm not going to shy away from the things that I'm dreading. I'm not going to shy away from what is stinking about different parts of my day or different parts of my life. But I'm also not just going to stop with venting. All right. I'm I'm not going to stop there. I'm not going to complain about it to my teaching partner or my husband or you and then stop there. I'm certainly not going to post about it on social media without saying, who can help me here? What What can I do differently? Who can I talk to? What can I read? What can I listen to? That is a huge mindset shift because these things are not happening to me. They're happening. And because they're happening to a lot of people out there in the world, there are resources out there for us to get the help that we need. And I'm so grateful for that. I I can't even tell you. Um, A couple more things. I wanted to make sure that I didn't skip anybody. Um, oh, somebody asked if they could share this to help your teachers nonprofit. Um, cl- okay. So, um, Sherry, um, I have to roll up my sleeves. You guys, it is so hot in here. <laughs> um, if you want, go ahead and email me at support at Um, I can't share this live. Um, you can definitely share the podcast episode that will come from this on Monday. Um, I am recording this and it's going to be my podcast episode. So feel free to share this with your teachers there. And guys, I'm still speaking. You can you can get my book. That's not why I'm doing this live. I'm not trying to promote anything. But if you're leaning in, if you're saying, I want some of that, then this podcast and this Facebook group are for you. If you're rolling your eyes, you're crossing your arms, or you're you know scoffing, that's okay. You're probably not listening right now. You probably shut it off. And that's okay. There's no judgment attached to that. I'm, I'm going to bless you and hope that you come back. <laughs> okay. I, I was taught, you know, um, in this world of social media and email lists and things like that, you know, you have people unfollow or unsubscribe all the time. And it used to be really upsetting. And I had a coach who told me, Amber, bless them and release them. If they were meant to, to be part of your tribe, they will come back. And, and I hope that you do, but maybe I'm not your person. Maybe somebody else is. And, and that's okay. So with that being said, I don't think I have any questions. Um, I am, I'm so grateful for all of you. You are part of my PLN. All right. And as your teacher burnout coach, I really do want to have the hard conversations with you. I really do. And that's what this podcast Facebook community is for is to come in here and ask questions. And honestly, sometimes you may not like the answer, but that's part of growing. There are many times that I know this year and years coming that I'm not going to like the answers that I'm given. And that's an opportunity for me to grow. Um, Again, that's another mindset shift. Not everybody wants to hear that. Okay. But I'm here for you. And if you don't have any questions tonight, that is okay. You can, um, you can ask here in the Facebook group later. 
you can email me anytime at support at burnandteacher.com. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me a Facebook message. Sometimes I don't see the Facebook messages as quickly as I see the IG. Um, but that's what this community is all about. Okay. I want you here, but if, if this is not the place for you, it's really, it's okay. I really do want you to go where you need to go to get the support that you need. All right. Um, yeah, Dasha, you said, yeah, the truth hurts, but it's needed. It is guys, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to go, I'm going to go here really quickly. When you're told to do you, you be you. All right. I only believe that to a certain point, because if you are so unaware of your internal and, and external self-awareness that you believe that if you are mean to people and you're just moody and you're just, this is just who you are. If that is what you believe is okay. I don't believe that it is okay to be you because that is not helping anybody. And I think that sometimes, you know, when we are dealing with burnout and we are feeling those feelings and we are that negative person and we are moody, there comes a certain point where you have, you have to decide, am I going to stay in this place? Am I going to continue to just say, I'm just moody. I'm just in a bad mood. This is just the way it is. Or are you going to say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And are you ready to jump on the path to becoming a burned in teacher? Whatever that looks like for you, that doesn't mean that we're going to, again, we're going to spew you with po toxic positivity and say, you've got this, you can do this. You're fine. Put your positive pants on, put your, put your smile on. That's not, we're in this together. And then you don't hear anything from anybody. That's, that's not what this is about. You're still going to have hard times. And, and that's what being a burning teacher truly is. So I hope that you choose to stick around. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you to all of you who have joined live. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. For those of you listening to the podcast, feel free to share this with somebody who you feel needs it. Um, I want to hear, I want to hear about the gratitude. I want to see it. If you want to post about it on social media, I want to hear what you took away. If you just want to post here in the comments, what is your biggest takeaway from today? Because if you if you heard what I said, but you didn't listen close enough to be able to say, I'm going to try that. I want you to listen to this again. <laughs> All right. I want you to listen to this podcast again. I want you to watch this live again. This live is not going anywhere. It's going to stay here in the Facebook community. You won't be able to share the live, but you will be able to listen to the podcast. And guys, I want you to take a deep breath. All right. Take a deep breath with me <sighs> because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. And I will see you soon. Burn on everybody. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.